To defeat my enemy, I extinguish his life and consume him as I consume these flames. <laughs> you shoot me in a dream, you better wake up and apologize. <laughs> English, motherfucker, do you speak it? I thought you said he was a getaway driver. What the fuck can he get away from, eh? I'm gonna make him an offer again with you. Forget it, Jake, it's Chinatown. He pulls a knife, you pull a gun. He sends one of yours to the hospital, you send one of his to the morgue. That's the Chicago. That's how you get the ball. I heard you paint houses. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Brackets and B-Rolls, uh, the podcast that brings together March Madness and movies in the best way possible. Except today, we're not doing Brackets and B-Rolls, our normal show. Today, we're coming at you guys with our uh, sub show, whatever the hell you'd call that, under review, where uh don't have a tagline for this one, but it's basically we review shit. So, I'm one of your hosts, uh, Fly Guy Ty, a.k.a. Ty. Go ahead and tell them who, uh, who is this man sitting in the computer screen. My name is Quattro. I'm back on the mic. How you guys doing today? Uh, I feel like they're doing great. If they're not, I really hope that their day gets better. Um, how you doing, man? How you been? I'm good, man. It's uh, it's been a very uh great week. Had a had a lot of great things happen, and um, I'm thriving. Life is good. You know what I mean? That's what's up, man. That's what's up. Life is indeed good. There's a lot of good things going on uh in the in the world uh as of this ep or. I don't want to say a lot of good things. But how are things going in your world, huh? Uh, I mean, hey, man, they're good. But it can be better. Uh, hey, got, some, <laughs> got Got some... Uh, life is good, but it can be better. Uh, shout out to... Be <laughs> shout out to... Shout, shout out to Pedro Pascal in uh, Wonder Woman 1984. Um, nah, Maybe man. Oscar just for that. Just that one. <laughs> no, um... Yeah, it's all good. I mean, uh... Got a couple more assignments. I'm basically just big assignments. Got a couple papers and uh, another project I'm working on. Hasn't been the easiest to deal with, but it is what it is, man. You know, I got to keep on trucking. I just finished uh, the semester. Got my last final uh, the other day. Got a 92 on that hoe. So, yeah, I'm I'm done. FAMU semester one is in the book. I'm proud. My guy went from getting sixes to ninety twos. I'm I appreciate it. Don't you God damn it. Thank you so much. This is why this is why I was reluctant to tell any of y'all I got a ninety two on that test. I was like, I know I'm finna get a long way from a six. Yeah, I should that's why I'll tell y'all nothing. Cause y'all just go throw it back in my face. But that's fine. Hey, hey, I know day. I can do better and I did do better. Maybe one day we'll uh, we'll tell that story on the show. But not today is not today. Uh, not today. <laughs> Before we get into, <laughs> uh, first of all, we're about to introduce to you guys a new portion of the show that we're going to be adding to the under review side of things, where we're going to be discussing briefly something that we've been uh, interested in. Um, be a good way to put it. So uh, here it is: what we've been into. Shout out to any uh, Soupcast fans. Y'all are very familiar with this. Uh, side of the show, uh, but yeah. So, hey, bro, tell me what what have you been into? What's something you've been watching, reading, listening to? Um, I would say that as of last night, as of recording this last night, I finally finished Mank, which uh, puts me at completing all the Best Picture nominees for the Oscars this year. Um, hey, nice. Those nominees being 
I don't know why I did that to myself. The promising, <laughs> uh, promising young woman, Billy Holiday, the United States versus Billy Holiday. Nope. Maine. Nope. It's not one of them. Nope. I will. Okay. I'll help you out, but I he- I'll help you out. But I'll let you. Okay. I'll let you. I'll All see right. what you can get. Promising young woman, I know for sure. Yes. Promising young woman, Minari. Yes. Bank, yes. Sound of Metal. Yes. The Father. Yes. Am I? I got one more, right? Yeah, three more. Three more. Okay. Um. Judas and the Black Messiah. Yes. The Trial of Chicago 7. Yes. And... One more. One more. Come on. You got it. Mm. Oh, freak. You want to you wanna hit? Not, it's, no. Yeah. Give me a hint. Uh, Francis, Francis McDormand, the star. Norman Lane. Uh, no, Jesus. <laughs> what the fuck was that? What, what was Norman that? Lane. <laughs> yes. Uh, Nomad, uh, Nomadland is indeed the, the last Nomadland. Option. Uh, my, my win, my pick to win is most definitely, um, oh my God, Sound of Metal. Um, but also would not be pissed if Judas and the Black Messiah won, uh-huh. uh, or Charles of Chicago 7. Um, Oof. but yeah, so I finished, I finished Mank yesterday, really enjoyed that. Um, the story of Herman Mankiewicz, you know, in the, in the years and the time that he was creating one of the greatest movies of all time, um, one of my personal favorites, Citizen Kane, uh, um, was amazing. Uh, so can't wait to see how the Oscars unfolds and who wins what. Um, also, I've been watching, I, I say sparingly, but like I've been kind of blowing through it. Um, I've been watching Victorious. I finished that Carly a few weeks ago, so I, now I'm watching Victorious. I don't think I'll do any more of the Nickelodeon shows, but we'll see. Um, what else? I'm in the middle of season two of Black Mirror. It's take I like I know I'm late on the I'm late on the train, but yeah, I'm making my way through uh Black Mirror. I'm enjoying it so far. Um I think that's it for me. Yeah, I'm be looking for a new show here soon. But I think I'm gonna start mm. Invincible here soon. Cause mm. everybody's saying that's fine. Oh so, yes, please. Yeah. yeah. Start that start Invincible. Invincible. Start yeah. Invincible like ASAP, man. That's actually part of what I was gonna uh, shout out in my in my um. What I, you what can go I ahead and get into it because I'm I'm pro- I'm about done. So yeah. And that's what's up, bro. I wanted to say um, as of recording this episode, the Oscars are happening tomorrow, and we'll be releasing our reactions to that a week. Uh, not. The Monday afterwards, unfortunately, to be the week after. Uh, the timing and schedules just doesn't line up. Plus, y'all voted in the poll to get this episode first. So, here we are. Um, I will say, I too have seen all the Best Picture nominations. And I would say that I... I My two favorites would be Sound of Metal and Judas and the Black Messiah. Um, but I'd say I'd be okay with just about anything winning outside of Mank. And the trial of the Chicago Seven. Those are the two that I really don't want to win. Promising uh, Young Woman is above both of those. I mean, I'd be okay with yeah, because Promising Young Woman is like unique. Like it's trying. Like it's not like the trial of the trial of the Chicago Seven is flagrantly Oscar bait, which is mm, depending on who yeah. you, depending on who you talk to. That's a negative thing. Uh, in some aspects, I don't really. In, in some aspects, like it's a good thing. Some aspects, it's a bad thing. Like Nomadland, I also consider that to be Oscar bait, but I don't think that's a. I don't mean that negatively. Like I think it's still a good it's creative movie. Creative Oscar bait, I would, I would say for sure. Yeah, it's I, it's a good movie, but I just think it's an Oscar bait. Whereas Trial of the, Trial of the Chicago Seven feels more like because Aaron Sorkin, the fucking Academy, loves him, mm-hmm. and so 
loves his writing, especially. Like, I wholeheartedly expect that movie to take home best screenplay. But um, I don't know. It just didn't, especially looking into, like, the historical, what happened versus, like, the way it's portrayed in the movie. And it's mostly accurate, but some of the stuff that happens in it, it's like he kind of, he he made some changes, and there's some things that, like, don't really uh, portray the way, don't really transpire the way that they did in history, which, depending on who you ask, is a uh, big enough deal to not want to listen or not like the movie. I still I still really enjoyed it. I just don't care for it to win. Like I I'd much rather see something like Sound of Metal or Judas and the Black Messiah. Um, but yeah, nah. Plus, like I Promising Young Woman would be really cool. Uh, uh, Minari would be really cool. The Ugh. Father would be really cool. Ugh. I don't understand why you didn't like Minari. Ugh. It's not that I didn't like it. I think I definitely, I definitely will rewatch it again. But it's, I think I kind of missed the, um, the the point. And then I just really feel like it's gonna get the the political win this year. Like I will not be surprised if it wins. Uh I, I guess I, I perhaps I don't know if I could. I don't know about that one, but I don't know. Like I, I think it's really good. Um. I, I thought it was a really good story about like family and hardship and sacrifice and b- kind of the American dream. I didn't really care for the American dream aspect of it. I cared more about the family stuff. But I mean, the family is the American dream. But uh, yeah, I get what you're saying. No, the dream I, is rooted I, in different things, Ty. I'm not getting into that today. We're, we're, why, well, damn, we're, we're talking about the Oscars way before we even were supposed to be talking about the Oscars. That's crazy. Um, hey, it's what we've been into. Hey, true, true. The Oscars are indeed tomorrow, so we'll be seeing what happens. We'll be seeing what wins, what doesn't. Uh, what else did I want to talk about? Uh, you said, you mentioned you wanted to speak about Invincible. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Invincible, episode seven, came out yesterday as of recording this episode. Uh, the finale, season finale, comes out this coming Friday. It is so good. It is a show that I didn't know anything about. It's based on a comic. Um, it is on Amazon Prime. It is so good. It's an animated show. It's, first of all, got an amazing cast. Like, it's got, um, uh, speaking of Minari, Stephen Yun, or Yun. Ah, I, I'm so sorry. I don't know how to pronounce his name. Do I, I will. I'm sorry. I suck. Uh, J.K. Simmons, Sandra O. Oh, uh, 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 fuck. It's Walton Goggins. Um, who? Wow. Of course, I say it's a stat cast, and I can name like four people. Uh, uh, <laughs> Ezra, uh, oh, go ahead. Ezra Miller's in an episode. Uh, wow. I suck. Oh, uh, Zazzy Beats. Yes, um, Zazzy Beats. Yes. I love Zazzy Beats. Yes. She's great in everything she's in. Um, Atlanta. Crazy. She don't do music, but like, her name is Zazzy Beats. That, that confuses me. <laughs> <laughs> Not even gonna lie, that confuses. Oh my <laughs> fucking goodness! Uh, and I, I think that I think that that's all I'm gonna uh, say. I'm into yeah, yeah, Invincible. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. That's it. I'll just I'll keep it to that. Invincible uh, season one is great so far. Episode seven was fucking nuts. Uh, definitely can't recommend the show enough. It is fantastic. How long are, how long are the episodes? Uh, about 40 to 50 minutes. 
Okay. So, cool, so cool, it's cool. it's it's a uh, it's longer than cartoon. What I yeah. expect from a cartoon, because you know typically cartoons are like thirty minutes, but no, nah. they uh they reside in about the forty to fifty minute range, and uh, it's it's pretty it's pretty dope, pretty dope show. I really like how um you know in the last you know ten fifteen years with like the the re- the resurgence of the MC not resurgence but with the um with the MCU beginning and like being as big as it is. You know, DC's uh, universe trying to find its heels. Um, you know, other comic book stories and movies have kind of not really been pushed to the back burner, but not definitely not as prevalent or as um, notable um, as like the MCU or DC because they've been around for so long. I mean, both of those companies have been around damn near 150 years, both of them. So um, those other stories, it's kind of hard for them to even find legs. But, you know, with, you know, things like The Boys and Invincible, Really, you know, coming out and being very good. Um, Umbrella Academy being another one of those things, kind of making way for other comic book stories. Because like a lot of those stories are really, really good, but like don't have the backing of like a multi-billion-dollar company like you know Warner Brothers or Marvel or Disney. So um, hopefully, as stuff like that keeps coming out and getting better, we'll get more uh, unique superhero stories. Because both, I mean, I haven't seen Invincible, but I know The Boys is incredibly unique um, compared to um, DC and Marvel. Like they're not just carbon copies of the same Super which is what Marvel and DC are of each other in a lot of ways. So I'm excited to see, you know, what more in terms of superheroes comes out um, and has actual backing, you know, because stuff like this comes out and is really good. Uh, yeah, I uh, I definitely agree, and I think it's interesting because shows like The Boys and Invincible, like the comics that they're based off of. I like how they have their own versions of like these iconic characters like the boys the seven is basically the Justice League mm-hmm. and it's like I like how they take different elements of different stories and kind of make them their own and there's a similar thing in uh, uh invincible their their t- their superhero team is called the Guardians of the globe but uh it it uh it functions <laughs> differently and it's it's really it's really cool stuff it's re- i really enjoy it also want to want to mention D- i looked it up dc comics has been around for about 87 years and marvel comics has been around for about 82 years so not quite 150 damn 150 is a really fucking long time that is a long time like that's wait that's 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 dating back to like the 1800s i don't know if they even when was the printing printing press invented my history teacher would be so pissed at me I remember who did it. I know who did it. Yeah, Yo, Johannes Gutenberg. I know that. I know who? Johannes Gutenberg invented the printing press. Printing press. Oh, I'm thinking about Cotton Gin. I'm sorry. I don't know why. Because right. the guy has the same name as me. Uh, the Cotton Gin? I could have sworn that was... Uh, I don't know why I thought that was Eli Whitney. Time for a Google. Eli Whitney... Yes, Eli Whitney created the content. Who the fuck are you talking about? Maybe Cyrus McCormick invented Pepper. Who knows? Hey, you know what? I will not dispute that. You know why? Because I don't give a shit, too. Let's get into the meat and potatoes of today's episode, though. The thing that everybody wanted to hear when they clicked on this motherfucking episode. Let's go ahead and talk about the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, we did, a couple weeks ago, we reviewed episodes one and two on this, on this very uh, show here. And we had a lot of good things to say about it. So now, uh, 
about four weeks later, give or take. We're here at the end. Season finale aired uh, yesterday as of recording this. What what were your, uh, what were your thoughts on this show post episodes one and two? Like, how did you feel week to week uh, watching this show? Because if I'm not mistaken, episode one didn't really um, do it for you. And then episode two uh, kind no, of it, really kind of episode two really little, got you invested. Better, yeah. Episode two was a bad tad bit better, and then three I was like, okay, we'll see. I'm I'm I'm, I'm not saying I was I was saying I was willing to give it a chance because I was already giving it a chance, but um, I was starting to get get my feet under me. And then when four hit, I was I was sold. I think from four on, like I was up at three in the morning waiting for the new episode to come out. Then again, I also was uh, at work and was like fully awake to do that. So, but, um, like I at, after one and two, I really really enjoyed it. Um, I really liked how it had something to say, um, and I really liked that that its commentary wasn't heavy handed at all. Like it was very. Uh, meaningful and was very uh, pointed and you know you really got to look at everybody's side of the spectrum on 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 certain topics like you got to see what Sam thought about certain things aside to what Carly uh, thought about things which I thought was really cool um so episode three the power broker uh was when we really got to see Zemo after being you know I guess introduced in the last episode um I really like enjoyed slash am like kind of confused on like Zemo's character arc in this because it was like when Zemo was introduced in in the uh, Captain Civil War um he was very oh yeah sorry Um, it was like when he was, when he was introduced in Civil War, he kind of was just this, um, you know, normal guy. You know, he lost his family in Sokovia, like many people did, um, and you know, he wanted revenge. He was gonna take out the the Avengers, and he hated super soldiers, uh, namely Steve, um, and Bucky. But then in this, he's like uh, same same di- same deal, but apparently he's a Baron and he's incredibly rich, um, like with resources. And all I kept thinking was like, well, if you had resources, how did you end up, you know, lowly like you like you seemed like you were in Civil War? And that was just kind of something I, I had a question about. But the episode in and of itself was really, really good. Um, it was one of the more, one of the least memorable for me. Because like I said, when four hits, all hell breaks loose. And so, but I enjoyed it. Continuing to, to, to you, Ty. Turning it over to you. Uh... I feel a lot of the same things about you as far as season episode three was concerned. I really liked episode three because it uh, it brings us Zemo after him getting name dropped in two and like, okay, this is where we need to go. Um, it's really just it was really fascinating just getting to spend time with him because I liked his character in Civil War. And I think because mm-hmm. Civil War is probably my favorite uh, MCU movie. But I still really, I still don't know if after that, after Civil War, I was like ready for more Zemo. What? But as uh, as of this, after episodes three and four, I was really like, oh yes, like give me more, like give me Thunderbolt Zemo, because he was really compelling. He was mo- he was arguably the most interesting character of the group because he was like a an interesting villain with 
who functioned as a legitimate wild card as opposed to like uh, a character like Loki. I think a lot of people consider him a wild card because you don't know what he's going to do. But in my mind, Loki's not really a wild card because you know he's going to always revert back to the bad side of things. Whereas Zemo, you genuinely did not know what he was going to do. And like he he ended up killing the one guy, I can't remember his name, but the guy who was uh, helping manufacture the super soldier serum and stuff oh, like Nagel. that. Yeah, yeah. Like he he did stuff like that, but he would also be helpful. Uh, I believe in episode four when they're looking for Carly, they're trying to go. Disco- they're trying to find out where the memorial is going to be, and he's able to talk to those kids and get the information that's needed from them. And he was very uh, he's resourceful, but he's also untrustworthy in a lot of ways. And I think that really made for an interesting aspect to his character. But I just re- oh, go ahead. Uh, yeah, but just to speak to large uh, the larger point that you made about um, liking the fact that we got to see different perspectives from, from from the different characters, I like that point. I like that aspect as well because it really gave us a sense of individuality, character to character, because that, that's one of my favorite things about these shows. It allows us the opportunity to get to sit with and breathe with these characters and kind of get an idea for them as people and really understand them and their perspectives on the world and stuff like that. I think that's part of the reason. That's part of the reason why I uh, like this show so much. But continue. Go ahead. I just wanted to mention that, like, I do like how like they kept Zemo pretty on brand. Like he did not falter, and based on the situation, he changed his entire character. Like. He did what he what he set out to do from beginning to really the end. So, um, if you're ready to go into episode four, I'm I'm game. Okay, yeah, for sure. Yeah, uh, episode four. Go ahead. Uh, you so you can go ahead and kick us off. The whole world is watching. This episode was so gas. Oh my goodness! First off, at the end of episode three, um, Ao the Wakandan uh, Duramalaje. Soldier, are they soldiers? Uh, I guess you could call. It. Uh, yeah, security. Yeah, I think that might be a good Royal word. Royal security. It. Yeah, um, that's a good word. They they came uh, looking for Zemo because uh, Zemo killed their uh, T'Challa's father, T'Chaka, and they're like, "Hey, you just released the guy that killed our our king. Uh, we gonna need him back." And in true, in true Dura Milaje fashion, I don't know why I forgot this. I didn't forget, but subconsciously, like I just hadn't thought about it. The Dura Milaje ain't shit to be played with. Like, no, like they they, they were will, serious. They will, they will the, fuck you up. They said, "Hey, we coming back for him in eight hours." And eight hours, where you think they were? <laughs> they were at the door. They were waiting ready on him. For, ready for Zemo. Ready for Zemo. And just everything about that episode was so good. Like it really felt like a serious turning point in the season, which. I mean, it had to come at some point. The season's only six episodes, so like the turning point was was, was on its way. Um, but you know, they in this episode they went and found Morgenthau um, at a memorial for um, Mama Danya, who was like a staple of the community uh, where the Flag Smashers were kind of set up. And it was really interesting trying to Sam trying to talk her down and deescalate things, which is really cool because. Um, you know, given in, in the society we live in today where, you know, police officers don't really know how to de-escalate situations and people end up dying. Um, it was really interesting to see him, who's basically law enforcement, try to de-escalate the situation. Like, hey, like, I'm going to try to talk to you. Like, nobody else needs to die. Like, we can 
we can try to move forward amicably and you know let's let's try to get this done but of course in runs in uh john walker who's you know the complete opposite on the spectrum um trying to take carly morgenthau out and you know his partner ends up getting killed which sends him on a on a journey but just i'd, I'd say a rampage around yeah yeah a rampage <laughs> but i mean it was a journey and, you know the rampage is a part of the journey um <laughs> but i just i think this is for sure my favorite episode of the season um just the stake, everything kind of goes up from here. The stakes, um, the character arcs, just everything gets so much better. Um, not that it was bad, but it just, it, everything gets enhanced after this episode, which is why I love it so much. I think I've watched this episode the most out of all of the episodes. Oh, okay. I, I haven't, I don't think I've seen any of them more than twice, I think. Probably more than, well, actually, yeah, I think twice. I might have seen uh, more than one. But, um, yeah, I, I'm I'm right there with you. Episode four was indeed a, uh, a turning point for the season. Like episode four had some crazy, crazy stuff going on in it. Uh, I really, really, really enjoyed this one. Uh, it's it's got one of the one of the best characters in the show, John Walker, because uh, he's so well written. He's so compelling. Yeah, and he's just like there's so such... huh performed well as, as oh well. yeah Wyatt Russell did a great job uh but there's just so much to that character and he's such an asshole but he's which how, how would I say that like he's such a he's such an asshole and it kind of there's still a level of like he clearly is in over his head and you can't you can you can see that especially with the door melage Cause like he's definitely like he 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 thinks he can handle the situation. He thinks he can be. He's trying to be in control. Very obviously trying to assert his. He's the kind of person that I have this title. Therefore, you need to respect me as opposed to trying to earn that respect organically. And he learns the well, hard he, way. Maybe he feels like he's already earned it in in the, in the service that he's already given. And that if was that's kind of the what case, I was thinking. if that's the case, then that. That makes him delusional because, like, there's no reason. Like, to me, if I just because I've done X amount of things in my past, if these people who I've never met before don't like, they have no reason to respect me. So I have to prove, I need to prove to them that they deserve my respect. And that's all the time. But that yeah. speaks to my character. Well, that's again, that speaks to the character of the individual. Yeah. Like, if you if you don't understand that you don't that you're not. Or you're not owed respect. You need to show. You need to show respect to be given respect. Then uh, that just kind of should, like I said, speaks to your character as an individual. And he he doesn't understand that. And I think in almost all of his interactions with between characters in this show, and I love that because it always gets his ass kicked. Like. The, I'd say uh, the most embarrassing one is definitely the, the Dora Milaje because he he genuinely thinks that like he's well equipped. He's like ah, that's fine, and he even like tries to belittle them by like saying stuff about like they're they're lowering their pointy sticks and stuff. It's like nah, we're about to fuck you up, and then he gets his ass kicked. Yeah, yeah then he did get fucked up. <laughs> yeah, and it's 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 really funny, but it's also like kind of I don't want to say I empathize with him because I don't like him but i can see because like there's there's a moment where he's like um he's freaking out because like I, can, I literally cannot do my job like i keep losing and yeah it's, it's it's like it's kind of 
sad, but it's also funny because like you don't like him. But yeah, uh, it, it makes total sense why he would take the the serum and why he would uh, become he would go on that rampage uh, because. He's felt helpless almost this entire time because he's mm. just been in way over his head. And it it is the most logical explanation to me as to why he would take that take that serum for sure. Three quick things. Uh, first, uh, there were two points in this episode where I audibly screamed. One time, actually hit the floor. Uh, first time being I screamed was when Bucky started speaking with Condon. That was pretty sweet. Oh, Although, yeah. how long was he there? Um, at least a few years. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Like, it was a lot of years passed in between uh, Civil War and Infinity War and Endgame and all that. But that was pretty sweet. And then when AO hit him with the pressure points and, like, the pres- his pressure his points made his arm fall off. Fall- oh, my that, gosh, bro. Oh, my God. Like, I was like, bro, come on. Like, why? And this this is it's crazy. The coolest I've ever thought the Wakandans ever were were in Civil War and in this. Like, Black Panther, they were cool. But this, like, the outside of the... Like, that's when they were the finest. Like, I've always said that I, I preferred uh, T'Challa in Civil War than I did in Black, in Black Panther. Because, bro, they bought that business. Like, they came to go get Zemo and, like, were willing to fight any and everybody. Like, despite the history they have with Bucky and Sam, they were like, look, y'all can get 62. Like, it's, it's whatever. We getting Zemo. Yeah, and it's, <laughs> it's, that, it's that badass, like fucking i like we have a job to do and none of y'all can stop us from doing this like no matter what you think you can do none of y'all understand that and i love that bucky and sam get that they're just like hey like they're trying to tell uh john and lamar hey relax but they're they're just not trying to hear it and then they end up getting fucked up and that is just it's it's just so so good and then i love the way that zemo just kind of escapes really uh slyly throughout that whole interaction and uh, last thing before we move on to the next episode, I want to mention, I want to speak about uh, how you liked Sam and his interaction with Carly. I I also really, really like that because in the entire show, Sam has been positioned as like the moral compass of the show. And I like the way that I, almost every turn, he's been the one to kind of express a, a uh, what's the word? Um, he's been the one to express a... A willingness to hear out and understand what the Flag Smashers are uh, going for, what their goal is. And I really, really like that because there is merit to what their stance is. And I like how the show isn't just flippant with it. They don't dismiss it basically instantly because even from the first episode, there's always been like Sam has small moments where he says things like, uh, sometimes when things get better for one group, they always get they almost always get worse for another. That's a paraphrase, but like small lines like that give uh, give I don't, I want to say like a level of it's it, it's like the show's way of uh, giving a level of legitimacy to the flag smashers and kind of avoiding uh, right out just deeming them as villains because there is like I said some merit to what they have to say. And there is, right. and that that kind of uh, is echoed further in uh, later episodes. But I also like how you, he's there to try to de-escalate the situation. He's the one who's very much like, no, I have like, let me talk to her, let me handle this. And John, like the hot-headed, uh, fucking every problem is a nail, and I'm a hammer ass guy that he is. He is unable to 
let Sam try to talk through the situation, he's very much like, no, we need to like go in guns blazing and handle the situation with our fists. And that just shows to that. I like the way that that that's another way that the show was able to kind of express that Sam is more well equipped to handle situations than John Walker is. But we can move on to the next episode. Big facts. Uh, episode five, the well, not the, but just truth. Um, John Walker um, is facing consequences for um, killing that that flag smasher in front of the entire world, um, which is which is also something really interesting. Something we don't really get to see all that often. Although as of recording this, we did just see a big, huge, um, you know, show of justice uh, in our own uh, country. But I just thought it was really cool to see um, John Walker, you know, stand. Not trial, but you know, face consequences for what he did, and this episode was really formative in you know setting up Sam and you know walking into Captain America, um, which I thought was really cool. Him having to go speak to Isaiah Bradley again, and it was funny when he was talking to Isaiah Bradley about, and they were like, "There'll never be a black Captain America." This was something that a lot of us you know talked about you know when they first introduced him and. Uh, Winter, Captain America the Winter Soldier it was like we all knew that in the comics Sam you know at some point picks up the mantle of Captain America but we were all none of us were really holding our at least I wasn't I wasn't holding my breath in that you know the society and the way it's set up they'll never actually let you know a black man carry the mantle and the, the franchise of Captain America um, but you know since then they have given the, the mantle to, to Anthony Mackie and to see him like I really for me it was enough to just seeing him hold the shield at the end of Endgame like that's all I was gonna I, that's all I thought we were gonna get because I don't think this show this might have been in talks I don't think this was a thing yet by the time Endgame came out but uh, nah, I'm almost certain they knew this show was coming like as far as we what, we didn't know at yeah, least yeah what the public knew yeah no, yeah they definitely knew like this show was coming okay but yeah so at at that point the public most of the public didn't know it wasn't public knowledge that they were gonna come out with a show like this and I thought that was pretty much all we were gonna get. And they were going to move on to do whatever. But, um, no, this episode just was really... Uh, it almost... I always say, like, TV series, you know, operate with two different finales. You know, the last episode being the character arcs, all those, and then everything like that. And then the episode before that, you know, the story of the season, you know, is all gets shored up. But it was crazy. It was kind of like the reverse, in a sense, almost. Like, a lot of the character arcs were kind of shored up and, and kind of put bows on. And then at the at the end of the show, that's when the actual um, season was shored up. And it, and it was kind of split between both episodes. I thought it was really cool. Um, but this episode was really cool. It was not filler, but, like, we knew the finale was coming, and that was going to be even more bananas. But this was a really good episode. really enjoyed it. Uh, I think this one might, be, might have been my favorite of the season. Um because my favorite stuff of this show was the character stuff and this was episode five was handling like you said it was a way of handling a lot of the character stuff between uh everyone involved and that sam and buck like sam and bucky um just getting a chance to interact and talk to each other and just kind of just express just just talk like just having conversation just really meant a lot to me or not meant a lot to me i i don't want to phrase it that way but it just really uh spoke a lot in terms of like the strength of the show and how well it's written 
and how confident in teams and it's how confident the show seems in its uh, ability to express these characters and their thoughts about certain things. Uh, and I loved, loved the, like you said, the st- anything with Isaiah Bradley in this entire show was like amazing, but uh, especially this, this, uh, that, that first, this episode interaction because it's Sam going to talk to him and kind of getting a deeper look into what happened uh, to him in the, in his past. And I thought that it was just so uh, poignant in um, his, in, in that conversation and how he, he expresses uh, the line about how no black man would ever be the cat. Uh, would No America would never want a black man to be Captain America and no self-respecting black man would want to be Captain America. And I think that the way the show reconciled that was just so beautiful because it, it just shows that Sam Wilson is, and that's something that gets touched on episode six, but uh, I'll, but he, like Bradley, Isaiah Bradley makes mention of the fact that Sam is special and he's not, while he's not like a Malcolm X or a Martin Luther King Jr. or Man, Nelson Mandela, he is still a man a uh, a very well regarded, well respected man that has a lot that is going to do a lot for the black community and civil rights and uh, just all that stuff. And I think that it is just Sam is by far the heart and uh, the heart and soul of the show. Uh, and Bucky definitely uh, is still a good, a, a strong aspect of it. But he's this definitely feels more like a Falcon show than a Winter Soldier show. And I love the uh, and uh, just to speak further to just this episode i love the slice of life stuff like that's one part of the reason why i like episode one so much and seeing just sam and his sister and just their family come together and work on that work on the uh the boat and like their um their their dock i guess and just all that stuff and then having bucky come in and flirt with sam's sister like just cute stuff like that and then having uh bucky finally apologize to sam for not understanding uh, just the the predicament that is trying to understand whether or not you wanted to be Captain America. And on top of that, him, uh, Sam, giving him some tough love and helping him realize that what he was doing in the past wasn't helping himself. He was just, as he put it, he wasn't making amends. He was avenging. And I think that that was such a well, well, uh, well, well placed line well well spoken line and that just it's it's just it's just really good stuff and i think like you said i don't know if you said this for this episode but i i definitely like that the show i don't know that it's it's very much politically charged but to me Mm -hmm. it never feels uh uh forced and or i don't want to say forced. yeah it's not heavy-handed at all it it it, it always feels it feels relevant and it feels realistic and I've, right. I've seen a lot of people complaining that the show was same. Uh, was poor. Like I've I've seen a lot of people complaining that episode five was very poorly written because it wasn't quote unquote subtle. But I don't really know what to say to that because I mean the show is what the show is. Like they've been dealing with these themes throughout the entire show, and then episode five comes and it's finally time to sit with that stuff and kind of discuss it. And I don't really know the point of subtlety there, but it also wasn't. Un, like it wasn't like ham fisted in any way, at least in my opinion. I don't know. I just feel like it, all, at least a lot of the complaints I saw were from people that like had the show been talking about faith, trust, and pixie dust. 
I think they'd have been okay with it, but because they were talking about real shit that affects people that don't look like them. Yeah. You know, like they were like, oh, this is this people. It's the left. I'm like, uh, okay. De- definitely. I see where you're going. I'm not gonna have discourse with you. Definitely, but, um, definitely a lot of that kind of stuff. And it's a lot yeah, of that yeah. stuff. A lot of those people. I saw a lot of people um, uh, uh, glorifying John Walker after he killed that one guy. Mm-hmm. Very, very happy with the fact that he uh, killed that guy. In fact, I saw one tweet that said, "Finally, we have a character like John Walker who's willing to do the stuff that needs to be done." And it just kind of confused me. I'm like, what the yeah, fuck? Thanos. Uh, Thanos was willing to do what needed to be done. <laughs> first of all, that. But second of all, it just didn't really make sense because if you're if we're going down the direction down the rap down the path of eye for an eye, the guy that John Walker killed wasn't responsible for killing Lamar. So like, yeah. it's not like he needed to. Ki- if he needed if he needed to kill anyone, it should have been Carly. But yeah. whatever. If you want to go eye for an eye, like <laughs> Black Panther, but you don't want to have that conversation. But uh his yeah yeah these people look crazy but one more thing i want to mention before we started recording we we talked about how carly morgenthal you know um really kind of played the same character not that's not her name let me i just looked her name up too uh her name is ellen kellyman the girl that plays uh morgenthal um carly we talked about how she kind of played the same exact character in her role in solo uh the star wars film um so Isaiah Bradley really kind of played the same character. He was in Supergirl, and he played um, the Martian Manhunter's father who comes back from Mars to Earth after he's saved from Mars. And he was on Mars imprisoned by the White Martians, and he was being tested on. And on in, in DC Lord, the White Martians are like the black people, the slaves of the White Martians um, on Mars. And so a lot of the same, you know, themes and... Um, character uh, things that Isaiah Bradley went through in this show were very reminiscent of what he went through on Supergirl, and I thought that was really really cool because he played that role very well too. That's what's up. That's what's up. Uh, what's the what's the actor's name? Um, let me see. That actor's name is Carl Lumbly. Carl Lumbly. Awesome. Well, he uh, did a great job. 1,000% did a great job. Um, yeah, even like uh, the first picture on Google Images is a picture of Isaiah Bradley next to his character in Supergirl. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, he, he did a, he did a uh, fantastic job for sure. But uh, I think we can go ahead and move into episode six. Oh, last thing I want to mention. Episode five, the beginning, uh, the fight between Falcon and uh, or Sam and Bucky and John Walker. It felt a lot like um, it, it felt really reminiscent of fights in uh, Winter so- in uh, Civil, uh, Civil War. War. Yeah. Absolutely. And it was I really loved that stuff. Like I really loved the little because it was like Sam and Bucky versus uh John. Iron Man? Oh. Uh, no, well, yes. In Civil War, it was Sam and Bucky versus Iron Man. And uh, it was just really, really cool stuff. Like, it was, I love that team up aspect. And there's aspects, uh, there was like little nods to Infinity War in there, too. So I love when uh, media does, makes references like that. Tarantino does that kind of thing a lot. And it's just, it, it's, a, it's a cool thing whenever you can see a direct reference to, reference to another 
uh, uh, show or movie kind of thing. So, but let's go ahead and move on to the last episode. One world, one people. Really, really enjoyed this episode. Um, I loved how the first half of it was just action, 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 action. This is the at the beginning of these episode. Uh, the Flag Smashers are trying to um, stop the GRC vote, stopping them from relocating people who um, moved around during the blip um, before everybody came back. And I just really thought that was interesting to see that they really had this planned out. Like Carly Morgenthau had everything really moving pretty seamless um, until the heroes got there. And then we finally get a look at um, Sam's new suit as Captain America. Gotta say, not the like biggest fan of the suit, but I know like as time moves on and the longer he plays Captain America, it'll probably change. He'll probably have three or four suits. So I'm not really pressed about that. Um, but he did look cool in the, in the stripes. Like it was definitely something I thought I would never see. And like the fact that I got to see it was really, really cool. Um, what else in this episode really, really did it for me? Like I said, the action was just amazing. And I finally, like, I hate to say this, and I really was like, there's a few things that I didn't say because I knew it'd be like kind of cat, but this one, I've always kind of felt that Sam, out of most of the Avengers, which of course is bound to happen. I mean, we got two gods, you know, we got wizards, we've got super soldiers. He's going to look like the less capable um, Avenger, but he they really, you know, did well to make him look even more capable, especially that now that he's got the mantle of Captain America, who before him, you know, the guy was a, Steve Rogers was a brawler, like, you know, didn't lose too many fights. Um, and especially with him not having any powers, um, seeing him as capable as he is was really cool. Um, but... All in all, I just really enjoyed this episode and really like the end where they were back on the dock, that slice of life. That was my favorite slice of life scene. That scene felt so black. Like it just, I felt, you know, like I felt like I was a part of that scene. Like it felt like a cookout in my own house. Like I felt a part of that scene. I, I made a joke to one of our friends. I was like, man, that scene felt more black than the entire Black Panther movie. But then again, Black Panther was a little more on the fantasy side and, and you know, royalty. But I mean, and it did its own thing for the black community that plus, you know, this show doesn't do. Plus, but, I, I, uh, just a little thing that I want to interject there. I feel I, I hate that because it's weird because Black Panther always is like, Black Panther is like the own is like the black property, so everyone kind of looks at it that way. But a lot of people, I feel like a lot of people forget that that is a look at like African life as opposed to African American life, which is exactly very different. Like that's not. It's not the same. Like it's just, yeah, these people are black, but these people, like, they're not American. And that's uh, the experience mm -hmm. of a black person in America is very different from a black person in Africa. So it, it makes more sense. It, would make, it makes all the sense in the world to me that a scene with Sam and his family would feel a lot more uh, emotionally, culturally relevant to people, to black people who live here in America versus a scene between T'Challa and Shuri. In, right, in, in uh, uh, Wakanda. So, and like I was saying, like I, that's definitely not a knock to what Black Panther did for the black for the black community, because it did its own things, and this show does does its own things. I just really like that scene, and um, I also really like the full circle come around of uh, John Walker's John Walker's John Walker John Walker's character. Um, you know, he went on this journey. He became. He thought he needed to become um, the guy you were talking about. The the you know I'm they're they're the nail I'm the hammer 
But he kind of changes his mind. He goes back to his roots like, hey, I'm a soldier. I'm, I'm here to serve. Now, where that takes him with this Val chick will, will be interesting. But um, all in all, I just really love this episode. Love the ending. Um, we'll get into, like, future seasons and all that in a second. But I think that's all my thoughts on this show. And I'm glad Carly died. I thought that was... I, I always knew that Carly was probably going to die at the end of this. Some people I talked to didn't think so. But I was pretty certain that this was going to happen. And I think it was a very good note on what something a character like that happens to her because like she mentioned like the movement will continue on after her so really thought that was really really cool okay i uh, i can definitely get behind a lot of that stuff uh i know personally i also really like this show this episode um the there was a lot of stuff happening here there's a lot of moving parts um i definitely think I honestly don't know that I would have been upset if we'd gotten a little bit more than six episodes. Maybe if we'd gotten if we just wanted an even number, I wouldn't be I would be okay with eight. Uh, but I think seven would have been a good number too. Um, but yeah, I think I think it was it was just really uh, a really solid way to end the season. Uh, we had a lot of uh, cool stuff, uh, cool action sequences. Some of them were a bit confusing to follow, but. On the whole, I'd say they were really cool. Uh, I really liked, actually, um, a little bit of a difference between us. I actually really liked uh, Falcon or Captain America. So, I, yeah, I like. I guess that's what you call him. Uh, also, that Black Falcon joke, the fact that they kept calling him Black Falcon is just so stupid. Mm-hmm. But it's really funny. Um, but yeah, that's... No, I, he's Captain America. <laughs> <laughs> that that was that was one of those cheesy superhero lines if I've ever heard one. They always have a couple in those in, in superhero sh- shit. But um, yeah, I, I really liked that suit. I thought it was dope. Uh, I also really, really, really uh, enjoyed the fact that we got to see um, just everyone like Cap Captain America, I guess, as Falcon. It's it's gonna be weird to refer to him as that. But like you said, let me backtrack a little bit because I don't know where I was going with that thought. Uh, backtracking, you said that I like you like the way that they made him. They made they went out of their way to really uh, show him as very capable, and I agree. Like he definitely, comparatively speaking, I mean, being a part of a team with a bunch of super powered individuals, it's very easy to look like the like the the, the a stick like a, a square, but. He did a good enough. They did a really good job of showing him to not be like, even though he doesn't have super superpowers, he's no slouch. Like he knows what he's very capable. He's very uh, well equipped to uh, handle himself in fights. He's definitely not useless. And I really like the way he uses his wings. Like I think that they're so practical, and the 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 uses that he gets out of them, and the way that I, and there's a moment where he uses them. Uh, in addition to the shield, to kind of create this really Bro, this like so this like uh, I don't know what I don't know what you would call that, but it was just so like the scene cool. where Spider Man used it to brace himself in Endgame with exactly. the with his legs, just like that. Yeah, exactly. It's like that. The fact that I, I love that we're he's gotten he has that kind of thing. Like he's able to combine the shield with his wings. Like I think that's a great pairing. Um, John, I will say I don't know how I feel about his. Arc by the end of it, I don't know. Like I'm not, I'm not against it, but I'm also not uh, for it. I think well, I need some more in, time to, to think about we'll it. Put it in perspective for me was when I talked to our friend Jackson. 
he talked about how uh, I asked him kind of about who John Walker was because he knows a little bit more about the Marvel comics than I do. Um, he was just like John Walker's not necessarily like a he's an antihero. He said he said he was like he's not necessarily a bad guy, but he works for bad people. And I was like that that seems like it'll track that like, um, that makes sense for now for me. That kind of put it into perspective for me. For sure, for sure. Uh, and I th- I think I can get behind that. Uh, like I said, I just need I think I need a little bit more time to to think about it. Um, let me see what else did uh, that I have to say. Mm. Oh, don't worry. Thoughts. There's something I want to mention. Uh, I I'm almost done. But yeah, also slice of life stuff at the end. Great, awesome stuff. Uh, I love the stuff with Bucky at the end where he finally goes and talks to what's Yuri. that? Yuri. Yeah, finally goes and talks to him and uh, tells him what happened. Um, it's 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 really it's really a good moment uh, in my opinion. Really good moment for Bucky and. Uh, I think that's I think that's about it. I feel like I'm forgetting something, but um, it is it is what it is, I guess. Oh, oh you got to talk about the speech at the end. Oh, well, yeah, speech, but where he was arguing yeah, with yeah, senators yeah, yeah. and stuff. That was really yeah, cool. yeah, um, definitely, definitely. Uh, oh, nah, that's fucking the moment is passed. Uh, but no, for sure, the the speech at the end where he's just kind of giving the senators a bunch of shit for making decisions uh that don't direct that will not be directly affecting them in any way excuse me i think that was a really uh good moment because it speaks to a problem that uh, that that is prevalent in the real world like politicians in the real world make decisions like that Mm. that affect that affect things outside of their purview like there's no reason for them to be making these decisions where they won't have to be, they won't be affected in any way. And it's kind of dumb, kind of foolish that they're making decisions without anyone who will be affected in the same room with them. And I love that Falcon or Captain America, Sam, he took you the time. You gotta get better at that, man. It's Captain America, damn it. Bro, my bad, my bad, bro. My bad, Cap. Uh, and I love that Bucky called him Cap. That was so, that was such a sweet moment. Bro, um, yes. Uh, but. I love that Sam calls them out and he's he's very much like have you think about why Carly this teenager was willing to go to such lengths to give to to, to fight for this and literally cause, die to literally yeah. die for this cause and I think this is kind of like where that line is drawn between like okay this is real this is real this is real okay now now we're going into off into fantasy land cuz I don't know that a conversation like this were to happen, I don't know that it would make any real difference in the real world. But. Yeah, facts. Me neither. Like, I really didn't think it was going to go past that, but then they, they had a line where he was like, they're, you know, staying the, the decision. I was like, hey, that's pretty cool. But yeah, yeah, I definitely, like, wouldn't have been surprised if they'd been like, okay, cool. Like, we're still voting next week. But, um, and I think that even would have been, like, just a note to, like, society in a whole, like, hey, really, almost no matter what happens, like, they're going to do what they're going to do. But, um, For sure. There was one other thing. Freak. Ah, did I lose it? Um, He was having the speech and he did the thing and I lost it. I'm so upset because I thought it was a pretty good thought. But um, I just found it interesting that um, I kind of, not try, but I kind of ended up playing devil's advocate. I understood what the senator was saying about how he, Sam had no idea 
idea how complicated, you know, what they have to do is trying to figure out what to do with all these people that just spontaneously just reappeared. I mean, mil- billions of people just reappeared. And um, it, so it wasn't lost on me that, like, that was pretty um, complicated. And it made me think about the pandemic, um, you know, in real life and how, you know, a lot of people, doctors, politicians, have really had to, you know, travel uncharted waters trying to, you know, get their head around this pandemic and that their job is incredibly, you know, complicated. But you're right, they should have those people in the room, that the people that's going to affect. Um, but so I kind of understood what he was saying there, but like Sam said, like, we have to do better. They have to do better. But yeah. But definitely was a comment on actual society. We have to do better. For sure. And I will say, yeah, the, conver- the, 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 the situations are complex and um, definitely are not black and white. But like Sam said, this isn't about a simple answer. This isn't about an easy answer. And I also... Part of me didn't really buy that because, like, yeah, I believe it's a complicated, uh, it's a complicated situation. But I just, I don't believe that they're treating it that way based on the decisions that they make. It's like mm, that doesn't. It, it's just I don't know. Like maybe I'm just being uh, too hard on this. Actually, no, fuck that. I'm not being too hard on a politician. Uh, but yeah, I, I can see where you're coming from. But I also a part of me is very much skeptical to give them the benefit of the doubt. Most of them, that is. Um, but moving on, I think uh, oh, I think a big, I don't want to say a big negative, but something that I do want to make mention of, like moving on to the last, uh, wrapping up our thoughts on the this season of, of uh, Fal- the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Uh, we are given a, through Sam, through Sam's eyes, we're shown that the... Sh- the Carly and the Flag Smashers are not necessarily evil. That like Sam is giving us Sam is constantly being like, okay, well, why are they doing this? What are their thoughts? Why do they feel that way? Uh, let's hear them out. That kind of thing. And that's like the show's way of kind of expressing a a desire to understand the other side. But there's also moments where Carly is doing things that are like very morally like that are morally at best gray Mm -hmm. at best gray at worst like inexcusable like blowing up a a building full of people then there's a conversation to be had like they're soldiers so maybe that's a different like whatever but the point is she's doing things like she blew up a building full of people in it and at that like there's moments like that where it's like "Mm, i don't know if we can really reconcile that difference like i don't know if at some point like she has to be the villain and i love how i just kind of chalk that up to by the end of it she just became more and more disillusioned more and more radicalized in her uh, ideology and her beliefs and i loved uh that moment where she's begging sam to fight back and she's just so upset and it's just it just it just it screams desperation to me, and it just—it was a really powerful moment, and I could not. That I, I was one of my favorite uh, moments of the episode. I was—I was wondering why she was fighting. As she was fighting Sam and like the other people, despite having the the, the the serum, how was she so skilled? Like, like she's holding like let's like even with, like take the serums out of it. I mean, Sam is Sam is a U.S. soldier. John Walker, um, U.S. I think soldier. They, U.S. soldier. I think they said he was a little higher up. Like he, whatever job he had requires a lot more combat training. And I'm like, how was she like, even with the serum? Like she was doing like 
specialized moves in combat. And I was like, oh, like she's actually like capable, capable. Like she's not just throwing her weight around like you know, a lot of people with the serum would do. Yeah, I I just kind of assumed that the flag smasher just kind of had like a uh, an underground training or whatever. Like I, they probably did. Were trained by the power broker herself. <laughs> Shannon Carter. <laughs> yeah, uh, which kind of leads me into another negative, kind of, sort of. Um, the power broker deal, the power broker situation. Um, I don't know. Who, like, the, this, is the, this is one of those, to me, where I feel like... I was listening to a podcast the other day, and they mentioned that... Um, a good reveal in TV is one that you don't see coming, but when you look back on it, it makes perfect sense. And the, this power broker reveal to me almost kind of feels like the opposite because it's one that I definitely like you can definitely see coming, even if you're like unsure, you're still like, I think this is where we're going with it. But then looking back, it doesn't I don't know that it makes sense. It doesn't. Like, even though I knew it, like, almost immediately, like, I, I still was like, this doesn't make it. Because, like, her whole thing was, like, I want to hurt the country that hurt me. And I was like, I mean, although, like, they did do you dirty, like, you did this to yourself. Like, nobody had a gun in your head and said you had to help Sam and, uh, and Steve in Civil War. But you did, and now you're a criminal for it. Like, they did, the American didn't do anything to you. If you were on Team Iron Man, you'd be, you'd be sitting pretty right now. Well, I'm not going that direction. I don't believe that. Or I, not that I don't believe that, because that's not really it. It's a, not a matter of belief or disbelief. I just don't agree with that uh, line of thinking. But I'm more so coming from the side of what the fuck is... Like, if you're the power broker, what does killing that one person in episode three do for you? What does helping Sam and Bucky do? Like, I don't, under, I don't know that her... The things that she does in this show make sense for what has been happening like well, keeping what, sam and bucky on a leash th- that made sense for sure but, but she wasn't but she wasn't was she keeping him on a leash like it seemed like she was actively helping them out like it, it like in fact she saved their lives Exactly. I don't think she wants them dead. Well, no, but I'm not. I don't think she wants them dead. But the, as the power broker, like, what the? I don't know. Like, it just doesn't. It doesn't. Tr- it, I don't know that it tracks. Like, I, I, I would need more time. Yeah. I definitely would like to check out, revisit those episodes to see if there's something that I missed. Last thing. Oh, go ahead. Uh, see if there's something that I missed, and then go from go from there. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. That one doesn't really. Uh, I, I think this is something that makes actually, sense. As a, I, this show is probably going to get a season two. I would like that to be explored in season two because as of now, I don't know that I believe that she. I, I don't know that I like her being the power broker based on what we know about her this far. Right. I mean, like they just announced they're doing a movie with the showrunner. Um, hang on, hang on, hang on. Connection. Restart. <sighs> okay. So just, um, I, I finished. From I my just, lost that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was skeptical to see if they get a season two, but I know they just announced, uh, as recording this yesterday, that they're going to do a Captain America 4 with Sam Wilson. Um, and it was really crazy to hear about. Exactly. And it'll be with the same showrunner for this show. Um, Malcolm Spellman. Malcolm Spellman. 
Um, so who knows? We'll, we'll see. But one last thing I wanted to mention before we wrap it up. Um, I really loved how this show, unlike uh, WandaVision, really... Well, WandaVision did too. Um, now that I think about it. But this, both of these shows really, really, really strengthened the connective tissue of this universe. Um, we're seeing characters from different movies and different uh, properties really interact. Um, and I'm really hoping we're going to get to a point here soon where like it's not a big reveal like it's just a normal occurrence like i really felt that in the first episode when we saw Rody, um like the event Rody was at when he you know met with sam at, at, and what was that event for uh i don't like it was, i guess it was just like a retiring of the shield kind of yeah i think yeah yeah but like that event is something that you know a, a higher up in the u.s military would be at such as Rody. And it just was normal to see him on screen interacting with Sam in that way. It wasn't some, oh, who's going to show up this first episode? Who's this, you know, character from another property that's going to show up? Like, it was just like, hey, Rhodey's here. He's an Avenger. Like, he's, he's chilling. He's, he's here. Like, I hope we get to a point where that, like, is a normal thing, where it's not always such a big reveal. Like, oh, I, I'll make a call the next episode. <gasps> the call, it's it's, uh, it's Iron Man. It's like, you know, stuff like that. Um, I just really thought it was cool that the connective tissues getting even stronger uh, in the MCU. Even, you know... What is it? Twelve years later. Definitely, definitely. This show. Um, I think that's one of the things that we can really look forward to with the Marvel shows. Um, just this overall strengthening of, just like you say, like you put it, the connective tissue. Um, I also would like to mention Julia Louis. What? Julia, Julia Louis Dreyfus's character, uh, Contessa, or Valentina. Allegra de Fontaine, or um, if I'm not mistaken, her character in the comics is by the goes by the name Contessa Val, uh, Fontaine. Let me make sure that I'm not making that up. Uh, yeah, Madam. Oh yeah, I don't know where I was getting Contessa from, but basically, uh, her uh, her alias in the comics is Madam Hydra. So. Who knows where the fuck that's going? That also ties back into U.S. agent. I'll love his suit, though. Love his suit. U.S. agent. Um, it's the same suit, just black. Yeah. Uh, okay. That doesn't mean I don't like it. Did you not like it in blue? I mean, I guess. Not not particularly. I like. I think it looks cooler in black. Racist. What? Okay. <laughs> I cannot stand you. Fuck you. But me with a good time. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, I'm really excited to see where that goes. Captain America 4, who knows where the fuck that's going to go. Uh, definitely would like to see this show get a season four, though. Or, whoa, season two. Yeah, can we get two and three first? God damn. Uh, it's, and honestly, I don't know if you saw this thing, but at the Emmys, or uh, the the show is being under is being considered for best drama series, whereas WandaVision is being considered for best limited series, and so that kind of indicates that there's future seasons for this show. So we'll see what that we'll see where that goes. Um, Speaking of, real quick, I know I have to go to work, but let me ask you this: uh, out of the two we've gotten, WandaVision or Falcon and Shoulder, what do you think? I saw that poll today. Uh, I have no idea. Like I, me neither. <laughs> I like both of them for different reasons. I like a lot of the things that both if both things had to do differently. Like I think, per on an episode basis, on episode to episode basis, I liked more of Falcon and the Winter Soldier, but I also really liked 
WandaVision conceptually. So I don't know. It, it's it's an interesting yeah. thing. Um, I'm definitely more apt to pick up an episode of the Falcon and Winter Soldier than um, WandaVision because I'm, I'm a little more into the more rooted stuff in the MCU and really superhero stuff in general um, than the more cosmic aspect. But that's just me. Like, that's not a knock to the cosmic stuff. It's just I prefer it's preference for me. But um, definitely um, a hard, a hard comparison between the two. For sure. Uh, and last thing I want to say, I want to float out this theory because I heard it. I've, I've heard it and I've seen it around places. Maybe Sharon Carter, power broker, is a scroll. I could see that. Hey, I mean, and, and, and where we are, I mean, really, anybody could be a squirrel. Anybody, so, I mean, any, yeah. anybody can be a squirrel. So we'll see. We'll see where that kind of goes. But that's, uh, that's I think that wraps it for this um, episode. Also, I want to mention, please share your thoughts about episode six and the season, because episode six has the lowest Rotten Tomatoes rating out of all of them. Like it's like last I checked, it was like certified rotten, like. It was like a 59%. People really did not like this episode for some reason. And I, it's it's frustrating because I have yet to see someone explain why they didn't like it. All I've been seeing is this show sucked or this episode sucked. I'm like, okay, that's... Like, I've, seen, <laughs> I've seen so many people say that. I would like an explanation. Like, oh, I didn't like it because X, Y, Z. But I've yet to see that. So who the fuck knows, I guess. We'll... we'll black people. <sighs> hey, man, too many black people. Um... But you guys can find the show, uh, I mean, you're listening to it now, but you can find us on Instagram at brackets underscore B-rolls. Uh, you can find uh, me on Instagram at flyguy.ty, to wise and fly. You can find me on Twitter at flyguyty7, to wise and fly again, of course. Hey, where can they find you at, sir? You can find me at your mom's house. No, I'm just kidding. You can find me. Wow. <laughs> you can find me on Instagram at Quattro IV with the period between the C and the U. So that's C period U H V R O I V. You catch me on Twitter at Red Kool Aid 317. Man, can't take you fucking nowhere. Um, new episodes of Wise Guys and Mob Ties coming out on Thursdays. Episode 7 drops this week. Really big one. Uh, really excited to let you for it. Um, nah, I won't tell y'all what's happening. Even though you probably do already know what's happening, but it is what it is. Um, oh, and next week, tune in for our reactions to the Oscars, the 93rd Oscars. It'll be really exciting, really fun to do. But uh, without further ado, thanks for tuning in, everybody. Uh, wear your mask, wash your hands, beat the people. Up. Hey, bro, me too, no cap. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> brackets and B-rolls. B-rolls. <laughs>